You may be seated. God has shown me that I should never call anyone impure or unclean. I wrote a poem for Pride uh, this year. It goes like this. Ten years ago, I never would have dreamed, not even in my wildest of nightmares, that I would end up here, happy, healthy, proud. Ten years ago, I thought I was condemned to be unhappy, unhealthy, ashamed. I thought that love was beyond me. I thought that God's love was contingent on me renouncing love, on me never being me. Life is surprising. I didn't know God as well as I thought. I didn't know myself as well as I thought. And being dead wrong saved my life. Love is how we know God. So when I cut off myself from love, I cut myself off from God. We can't know God without love, because love is what God does. It's who God is. Love makes all things new. Love gave me a new name, a new identity, a new community. Love made me transgender and bisexual. Love gives us all a new calling. It gives us the fire, the energy to do things we never thought we could do. And you can't receive this love without wanting to go share it. Love has made me proud. Proud of what God is doing. Proud of who I am becoming. The unimaginable person that I'll be in another 10 years. Proud of the community surrounding me that loves people into being. Proud of those who went before me, the shoulders that I'm standing on. Proud of this work of love that God is still calling us all to. I am proud of what God's love has done. And so it is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places flaunt it, proclaim it, on the streets and pride parades and in the sanctuary every Sunday. So this got me to thinking, <clears throat> the whole thought of imagining what myself 10 years ago would have thought about who I am today. It made me start thinking about Peter. I wonder what Peter would think if he could get a glimpse of this gathering here today, of what the church has become today. I wonder what Peter back then would have thought about it. I think he may have been terrified, to be honest. <laughs> but that's okay, because I know that I would have been terrified 10 years ago to see my life today. So it all started when Peter was hungry, and he fell into this trance, Maybe he dozed off while he was praying, and it was, it was kind of like a daydream. Or maybe it was a deep meditative state. 
In any case, Peter's consciousness was in an altered state. And perhaps God waited till Peter was hungry, and then he put him into a trance. Because God knew that Peter was going to have to have all of his defenses down. He was going to have to be mostly unconscious to all the traditions he had been taught, unconscious to all but his own hunger. That was the moment that God spoke. Our human need for food is about as basic as it gets, far more basic than our desire to be socially respectable, deeper even than our ideas of right and wrong. And God had to get down to those basics with Peter. God spoke to Peter through hunger. Sometimes God chooses the most basic, mundane ways of revealing profound wisdom to us. God can speak to us through our very senses, through our own human flesh. Life as these bodies might feel embarrassing to us sometimes. We all have memories of puberty. (laughs) But God is not so easily embarrassed. Just as God did not hesitate to become fully human, so God freely speaks to us through our humanity today. We all have hunger and thirst. We all have desires for love, for intimacy, for pleasure, for affection, for partnership, for family. Now, how we all want those relationships to look, how we want those relationships to fulfill these desires may differ significantly from person to person. But we all share that same desire. So, what message does God have for you, even in your most basic human desires? What might our desires tell us about who we are and who God is? My desires have taught me that I'm bisexual and transgender. And that's, (laughs) it would have terrified me 10 years ago, but it's turned out to be a blessing. Um, much like the reading today from the gospel where the disciples are in a tiny ship that feels like it's going to go down in the middle of a storm. I had found myself in the middle of a storm in my own mind. I was hearing scriptures cherry-picked and quoted out of context. I was wrestling with the traditions that I had grown up with, traditions that had taught me that, that I was a woman, that, um, that I could never be a preacher, that, um, that I could never have love. And it was causing depression, very, very deep, dark depression and anxiety. It was really like a storm in my mind. And it felt like God was sleeping. (laughs) I wish I could say it was one prayer, but it was many, many, many prayers (laughs) that, I don't know, that brought me to where I am today. God somehow broke through the storm. 
And when God broke through it, it didn't feel welcome at first. Kind of like Peter's vision. So Peter's hungry and God shows him a whole bunch of creatures, some that look tasty and some not so much. There were reptiles and birds and all sorts of things. And then God says, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And yet even in his trance, Peter still cannot swallow this command. Because all the animals were unclean according to the dietary laws that Peter was living his life. The dietary laws that he thought were honoring God. Peter was so convinced that God had instituted these dietary laws that he refused to believe that God might now be instituting something new. He was so stuck on how God had been interpreted in the past that he couldn't hear how God was speaking to him in the present. So God had to repeat this whole thing three times and just hope that perhaps the third time would be the charm. Maybe Peter would get it. And the thing that Peter had been stuck on is the thing that we humans often get stuck on. We have this We have this habit of separating things into opposite, right and wrong, good and bad, spirit and flesh, pure and impure. We make sense of the world around us by dividing things up in this way. And like Peter, I had to learn a lesson. I had to be converted into a different way of seeing things. I came to see that it's not as simple is that I thought that it was just male and female and then <laughs> my life happened <laughs> it's interesting when we pin down God when we pin down God's actions in the past so tightly that we're refusing to see the new thing that God might be doing right in front of us. We're so desperate to keep it pinned down that it even looks scary to us, this new reality. Well, I I want you to hear this from me, that none of this, no matter what storm you have going on in your life or in your mind, no matter how many times you hear scriptures quoted out of context, none of this can separate you from the living God who is writing a new law into your heart. God is writing a new testament into the pages of your life So may the waters of your baptism drown out all the background noise. May those waters fill your desires and your visions and your dreams to overflowing into your daily life. Amen.